Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Welcome back to the Magic Mindset. This week, we are going into a big old juicy topic. <laughs> it is a topic that I've wanted to take on for a while, but I was hesitant to because it is something that there is so many emotions around and there's so many conflicting views around. And here's the thing that makes it even more complicated. I have conflicting views around it. So I want to start by saying my favorite quote. Do I contradict myself? Well, very well then. I am wide. I contain multitudes. I'm going to contradict myself here. There is no if, ands, or buts about it because when it comes to this subject, and that is the subject of wanting to change our physical appearance in any way, be it I want to lose weight, I want to look good in my jeans, I want my ass tighter, I want to get Botox, I want to get breast implants, I want to gain muscle, whatever that may be, when it comes to changing our physical appearance, there are so many ways to look at this and there are so many ways to examine it. There are so many things to feel about it. And quite often, multiple things can be true at one time. And I want to start with the first truth. And that is the truth that you can love your body. You can love your body. You can respect your body. You can accept your body. And you can want to change it at the same time. I'm going to say that again because it is so important. It is so vital that you understand this. You can love, accept, and embrace your body and still want to change it. Those things can be true at the same time. And we know this to be true because how often do we love something, someone, and have aspects about it that we wish we could change? The answer is all the time, <laughs> right? All the time. Like think about your your animals. If, if you're a, a pet owner, do you wish that they would never chew on something? Yeah, I'm sure you do, but you still love them. You wish they would make that change, but you still love them fully as is. You accept them fully as is. My children, right? I would lay in traffic for them. I love them something stupid. It is crazy how much I would just, how much I adore these beings. But there's things I wish I could change. Like every time Rocco goes to the bathroom, I never know what I'm going to find after there. I never know what I'm going to find. Like, do I wish I could change that? Yeah, of course I do. Does that change the fact of how much I love him? No, not in the least. And so we tend, when it comes to our own bodies, we tend to look at it as these like if and or situations. Like we don't apply the same principles that we apply to literally everything and everyone else, we don't apply that to ourselves. And so for us, we say, well, I can't love myself. I can't accept myself. I can't respect myself because I have all this cellulite on my ass right now. I have these wrinkles on my forehead. I have this fupa that I fucking hate. I have these love handles. I have these saggy tits. I have on and on and on. We tell ourselves that we are not deserving of our own love because of all of these things that we would like to change about ourselves. And so we need to drop that idea. You can love yourself. You can respect yourself. You can accept yourself and still want to make changes to your physical being. 
a few days ago, I said on my Instagram stories that I was going to do an episode around weight loss. And I asked for your help. You know, what do you want to chat about? What do you want to explore? How can I best serve you in this episode? And I received a lot of responses. From those responses, a few things really stuck out. One of them being self-sabotaging behaviors. Basically, why do I do really well for a certain period of days and then everything goes back to shit. How come I can never seem to hold it together? And I believe, and again, this is just my opinion, but I believe it is because of the disconnect we just talked about. It is because we forget that you can love, respect, honor, cherish all of those things, something, and still have things about it you want to change. We do not apply the same kindness that we give to everybody else in our lives. We don't give that to ourselves. And so just like when we have a child or a friend or a loved one who fucks up, right, who does something that is not in their best interest, in our best interest, that does anything, we can forgive them. We can move past it. We don't need to punish them when without reason, right? We don't need to like, yeah, we'll definitely have the conversations we need to have or we'll address situations, or at least I hope we're addressing those situations. That's a whole other podcast. But you know, if if my kid writes on the door again, am I gonna put him in timeout? Am I gonna have a conversation with him about it? Yes, absolutely. But am I going to put him in timeout for an entire week, make him repaint the doors, take all of his markers away, tell him what a piece of shit he is, how disappointed I am with him, and make him color the whole entire house because you already colored one door, so you might as well keep coloring everything? No. (laughs) I would never do that. So why is it with me when I am trying to, quote unquote, be good or clean up my diet or eat with more intention or, you know, pause before I have a meal, check in with my body, whatever the situation may be, why is it when I slip up, when I do something that is not in my best interest, why do I treat myself like shit? Why do I tell myself, well, you already fucked up, so you might as well keep eating? Or, you know, this is horrible. You, you've you made a mistake that is so egregious. You must apologize for it for the next two weeks, which means no gluten, no sugar, no bread, no joy, no cheese, no fun, no anything. And because that's not good enough because, you you know, you really fucked up when you had four cookies instead of one cookie. You also need to do cardio seven days a week for an extra 20 minutes. Like, what are we doing, right? We are holding ourselves to a standard that we hold literally nobody else to. And so that is my belief. We self-sabotage because we do not show ourselves the same respect we show to every other person in our life. We tell ourselves that one slip up means we have to start all over. And that's just bullshit. That is just such a bullshit way to live because, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes, but if I break one arm, I'm not going to intentionally break the other one because fuck it, I broke one arm. We don't do that. But with our eating, that is our first inclination. As soon as we make one tiny slip up, we say, well, I ruined it. Friends, we need to get off the tightrope. Whenever we are doing something and we find ourselves feeling like we are self-sabotaging, I don't want you to think about that as self-sabotaging anymore. That is you falling off of a tightrope that you have either intentionally or unintentionally placed yourself on. So what does that look like? Intentionally, that looks like going on a diet. That looks like going on a cleanse, going on a protocol, doing you know a Whole30, doing a 21-day sugar fast, doing whatever, keto, anything that is placing guidelines, rules, restrictions upon yourself, you are placing yourself on a tightrope. 
Or, and this is where things get sticky, we also place ourselves on tightrope when we tell ourselves that we need to, quote unquote, be good. We need to clean it up. We need to get ready for the big vacation, big party, big whatever. And so we need to, again, be good or clean it up. Or we need to make amends because we feel like we have been eating like assholes, right? We have been eating like jerks. We've been, you know, overindulging, whatever that situation may be. And so we need to go back to eating in a certain matter. Is those things always a bad thing, right? Going back to cleaning up our nutritional habits. No, that is not always a bad thing. That is not what I am saying. However, it is a bad thing when what we are going back to is based on rules, programs, protocols, restrictions, all of those things, and they're from other sources. They're from other people. Anytime you are doing something that you have simply been told to do, you are on a tightrope. And this is where we get really sticky in this whole diet, weight loss, self-love, this community. is It's just filled with advice. The problem is we take that advice and we take it as doctrine, right? We, we take it as something that is just, this is the only way to do it. I must eat this way in order to be successful. And that is just bullshit. That is just wrong because here's the thing. And again, I'm already, I'm saying it. Both things can be true at one time. I'm going to contradict myself. Both of these things are true. Every diet works. Every single diet cleanse protocol Anything you do will work if you are following the guidelines. That doesn't matter if you are going strict keto, it will work if you are eating in a caloric deficit. Same thing is true if you're doing high carb, low fat, it will work if you are in a caloric deficit. Same thing is true if you are doing a whole 30. Will you lose weight on that? Yeah, if you are in a caloric deficit. Um, will that work for a 21 day sugar fast? Will that work if you were doing Beach Body, Octavia, or whatever the fuck the new program is? Will it work? Yes. Every single thing works. The cabbage suit diet, the maple cleanse, all these things work if you do them as they are prescribed. But do they work forever? No. Fuck no. And here's where we get in trouble is because we tend to look at those things and we say, well, I lost weight. I lost weight doing those things. So I must need to do them again. And we forget that what happened after we lost that weight. We fell off the fucking tightrope. We fell onto our faces, right? And so therein lies the problem. They work when you are living on their tightrope, but you cannot live your life on a tightrope. You will fall, which means it doesn't work, right? Both things can be true. While you are in the guidelines, the rigidity, the restrictions of those programs, will you be quote unquote successful. Knowing successful is probably the absolute worst term to call that because you're not successful. You're, you're starving yourself. That's a whole other conversation. But will you reach your goal of losing weight? Yes, you absolutely can. And that will happen. However, what happens after the fact and why do 97% of people who go on diets end up gaining all their weight back and more? That's a true statistic. You are more likely to survive a polar bear, or I'm sorry, a bear attack. You're more likely to survive a shark attack then you are to maintain weight loss when it happened from a diet. Like, why, so why do we say, okay, well, I was successful. I was successful when I was doing keto. Y'all, if I had $5 for any time somebody walked into my office at the gym and told me, well, every time I do keto, I lose weight. So I'm just going to do keto again. I would have 
so much money <laughs> because, you know, and that's where we get stuck is we say, okay, well, I'm just going to do that again because I lost weight last time, forgetting that you gained it all back. If the diet worked, if the cleanse worked, if the protocol worked, if anything worked, you would never need it again. You would never, ever need it again. And any time you lie to yourself, you tell yourself, well, in order to lose this weight, to feel good in my body, to whatever the goal may be, I need to go back to this thing, you're putting yourself on a tightrope. You are putting yourself back on something that you know intuitively that you are going to fall off of. We need to stop doing that. We need to stop doing that if we are ever going to feel successful and feel good in our bodies. So what do we do? How does that look? How do we reach our body-related goals, our physical-related goals, while still maintaining or gaining self-love, gaining self-respect, living in a way that honors ourselves fully, right? Not just our body, but our mind, but our health but our community, because we need to think about that too. Sometimes we go into these programs and they're so restrictive and they're so, you know, hard to maintain that we lose social connection while we're through them. That's something that I've definitely experienced before in the past and it fucking sucks. So how do we do this in have it maintain who we are, but more importantly, who we want to be, right? Because we forget about that when we go into any sort of diet cleanser protocol. We only see one end goal, and that end goal is related to weight loss or it's related to how we look. And I'm going to get off subject again, but that's something I see. Y'all know I am huge on not using the scale. I think it's a trash piece of equipment for most people, and I think almost everybody who's reliant upon it has an unhealthy relationship with that $20 piece of plastic. However, Now there's a new thing, right? We get off the scale, but we still hyperanalyze what we see in the mirror. We still hyperanalyze how our genes fit. Is it better? Marginally, because we are at least kind of tuning into how we feel, but it's not much better. We're still being hypervigilant on our physical beings, and we're being hypercritical on our physical beings, and that fucking sucks. So what we need to do, instead of going into, you know, these programs, these protocols, these restrictions going back on the tightrope, so to speak, is we need to first and foremost, when it comes to any sort of body-related goal, anything on the spectrum at all, the first thing we need to do is ask ourselves, why is this important to me? Why is achieving the goal, whatever your goal may be, why is it important to me? And you can't just think about that. I need you to write about it, right? Because, and this is the thing, this is where people push back on me that I've worked with in the past and, they, and or they just don't do it. They lie to me and don't, lie to me if I'm your coach because I'll know. (laughs) That's a whole other subject. But like, you know, they won't do it because it feels weird. It feels weird to sit down and self-question, but that's why we feel like we can never get this right because we don't know what we fucking want. We're scared to ask ourselves what we want. And here's the thing. You cannot get what you want when you don't know what that looks like. And you don't want to lose 20 pounds. The truth is you could give a fuck about losing 20 pounds. You want to feel good. You want to be confident when you're naked. You want to feel really good when you put on clothing that you are in, you're showing up as you want to show up. You want to walk into the room and you don't want your first thought to be, oh my God, I hope nobody's looking at me. You want your thought to be, I'm glad I'm here, right? You want to be able to go out in public and not worry about constantly pulling on your jeans so your belly doesn't show or pulling down your shirt so nobody sees your arms. Those are the things you want, right? So you need to get confident, or I'm sorry, get clear on what 
the reason you're after this thing in is. And you need to take it a step further because it cannot only be attached to our physical how we physically show up in life. We need to ask ourselves what this looks like mentally. How are we feeling about ourselves? Well, again, that isn't a weight-related thing. You don't hop on the scale and see 150 pounds and then magically you feel good, you feel confident, you feel sexy. That doesn't fucking happen. That does not happen. And if your happiness, your sexiness, your confidence is contingent upon a number, well, what happens when that number goes up? Again, that's that's tightrope. That's why we fall off is because th- that number never stays the same unless you're dead. And I don't think the goal is for any of us to die, right? And so we fall off the tightrope every single time that number fluctuates. And then our confidence goes, our, our you know feelings of self-efficacy, our feelings of feeling good in our skin, they go right along with that number. And so we need to attach it to something else. I want my goals to be rooted in my feelings. How do I feel inside of my body? I want to feel like I am taking care of myself, right? I want to feel like I am nourishing myself. I want to feel like I am honoring myself. I want to feel like I am showing up for myself fully. I never want to feel like I'm depriving myself because that's important too. We need to ask ourselves, what do I not want to feel like? What do I not want to do to my body? How do I not want to interact with myself? Nobody wants to treat themselves like shit. Nobody wants to deprive themselves for the rest of their lives. Nobody wants to go through life never having another taco, a piece of cake, anything with gluten, anything with sugar ever again. So why do we do that in the short term? If we are looking for a long-term solution, why are we using short-term things to get us there? That doesn't work. If you are looking for a long-term solution, that means coming up with things that you can do for long-term periods of time i.e. the rest of your life. (laughs) And nobody wants to think about that, right? And that goes back to asking yourself how you want to feel. How do you want to feel? When I ask that question, I'm not saying for a month from now or a year from now. I'm saying for the rest of your life. I want to die feeling good in my skin. I want to feel amazing my entire life. And I don't want those feelings of feeling comfortable, free, confident, happy, in my own skin, to be contingent upon things that I have a hard time maintaining. I'm sure you've all heard the quote, the analogy, whatever you want to call it, that in times of stress, you will fall to the to the level of your systems. That basically means, what are your habits, right? That's what we don't think about when we go into diets. We think about short term. I'm going to do this short term and it's going to give me this solution. We don't think about long-term solutions, long-term habits. And so if what you are doing is not something that you want to keep for the rest of your life, don't do it. Do not do it or be very, very clear on why you are doing it, knowing that it's going to fuck with your headspace. I say this all the time. People come into my office and they're like, I am going on vacation in six weeks and I just want to look really good in a bikini. Okay, well, let's have that conversation. Do you only really want to look good on your vacation Or do you want to look good after your vacation? Because those are two different things. Those are two different processes. If your only goal is to look good on your vacation, can you do some things that are going to be stupid to your metabolism, to your physical health, and to your mental health? Because anytime you are restricting and dieting in a form that is not within your integrity, you're fucking with your mental health. Like, again, whole other conversation, right? But you are fucking with your mental health when you are willing to make those changes. And so is that what you are willing to do with the cost of looking better in a bikini? 
Okay, well, that's what this can look like. And here's what you can do. But know that these results are temporary. And the second you have a sip of your margarita, when you order those nachos, when you flood your system with you know, normal eating, when the sodium hits your system again, when the carbohydrates hit your system again, guess what's going to happen? That look is going to diminish slightly. How are you going to feel about that? What is that going to do to your mental state, right? That's the conversations we're not having. What happens after, right? Is that worth it? It's funny because if you're listening to this and you're like in your younger 20s, you know, teens, you're probably more likely to say, yeah, it's worth it. It's it's worth it to me. I want to get the shot, right? I want to feel good on the one day and it's worth it. I'll deal with it later. If you're listening to this and you're like 30s and past, you're around my age, you're going, I don't care. I, I want to feel good for long term. I'm not willing to make those trades, right? That's a conversation we need to have with ourselves. I want to help the people who are looking at long term. If you're looking at short term, I am not your girl, right? Turn off this podcast. There's a thousand other things you can listen to. I am not your girl. I do not help with the short term stuff because I know what the long term effects of that short term trade off are. They are not pretty, right? They are not pretty. Follow anybody in the fitness space who lives in a restricted place for long enough. It's not good long term, right? I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is in the long term things, which isn't as sexy. It isn't as fun, and it requires a whole lot of introspection. And so that is why I need people, you know, who are working with me or people who are just looking to clean up their relationship with self, looking to honor themselves, looking to feel good in their skin. I need you to get really clear on what that looks like in a big picture sense. What does that look like in a year? What does that look like in five years? And how does that make you feel? What are you willing to do and what are you unwilling to do, knowing that they are equally as important? And so this goes, I know this sounds like a very big meta conversation. It's really not, right? This is talking about daily habits. What can I do every single day that is going to allow me to feel my best? If you are hoping to reach and maintain, keyword being maintain your goal, you need to know what you are willing and want to do almost every single day. This is where self-questioning becomes so important and that doesn't happen in any other diet. That is why I am not like any other body-related coach that you will ever really encounter in this space because I don't give a shit what works for other people. I want to know what works for you. But we can never know what works for you unless we know what you are willing to do which requires a whole lot of introspection. It requires grace, but bigger than grace, it requires bullshit calling, right? Because that's the key word. What am I willing to do? And that is where a lot of us get tripped up in this space. We want results, but we're not willing to do things in order to get us there. That sucks, right? That that sucks. That sucks to have to acknowledge. However, once we acknowledge what we are not willing to do, Well, then we can get really clear on what we are willing to do. And from there, that is where we create our own specific magic. That is where we can come up with something that allows us to feel good, that allows us to thrive, that allows us to reach our goals, and more importantly, allows us to maintain whatever goals we have reached. But again, that requires introspection, right? That requires introspection. If you look at my Instagram profile, it's a self-optimization facilitator. That's 
basically means I want to facilitate people because there is nothing I can do or say that is going to help anybody reach their goals. But I can facilitate you finding out what that goals may be and how to achieve them, right? How to achieve them, how to maintain them. But it's your work. It's your work. And again, that's why diets don't work because you're not doing your work. You're doing somebody else's work. Anytime you do a program, a protocol, anything, you're doing somebody else's work. You are not working on yourself. You are working in the constraints of their program. And that doesn't work. It can work if you take what you learned and you apply it to your own life. But we don't do that. We think about only being successful in that program, which is why long-term diets aren't sustainable. Because we don't say, okay, I felt really good when I did X, Y, Z from this, right? I felt really good when I was meal prepping. I felt really good when I was paying attention to the ingredients list. And I felt really good when I was making getting enough vegetables in a priority. And I felt like shit when I was overanalyzing the ingredients list. That was not fun. It gave me anxiety. I felt like shit when I had to go to a restaurant and ask for all these modifications. I felt like shit when I couldn't go to a restaurant because I required too many modifications. I felt like shit when I was so scared to eat a brownie because of the dairy in it. Like all of those things are very, very important. We need to get you clear on what is important to you, what is important because it made you feel good, and what is important because it made you feel like shit. We are going to do a follow-up on this. We are going to devote December to dieting (laughs) because we barely got into this conversation. I basically ran you around in circles about all these different concepts, but what are these concepts without being able to apply them into our lives? That is what we are going to talk about next week. So before next week, I want to give you some homework. I want you to start daydreaming and getting on paper. That's the important part, getting on paper, pen to paper, asking yourself, what are my goals? What are my goals when it comes to my body and how I treat my body and how I interact with my body, right? How I view my body, how I see my body. And then ask it, take that a step further. How do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to feel? I am. And write those as I am statements. I am confident. I am strong. I am capable. I am determined. I am healthy. I am someone who, using statements like that, what feels good to you? And then also ask yourself, what am I not willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And be really honest here. If you are not willing to work out, you need to write that down. If you're not willing to work out more than one day a week, you need to write that down. If you are not willing to get to bed at a decent hour, that needs to go down. If you are not willing to wake up early so you can do certain things, that needs to go down. Are you not willing to meal prep? Are you not willing to? All of those things need to happen. And you probably felt a little tinge of like, ugh. Is she attacking me when I said, what am I not willing to do? I'm not at all, at all. That is crucially important that you understand those things because if we are not calling our bullshit around what we are not willing to do, we're never able to create anything. So it's really important that you are clear on that. Don't let those be roadblocks, right? Because those things become excuses. They become our shoulds. Well, I should be meal prepping. I should be waking up earlier. I should be going to bed. We don't should ourselves. Shooting yourself is a horrible way to live. What, uh, Knowing what you are not willing to do allows you to clear that thing off your plate. It allows it to no longer weigh you down, cloud up your headspace, and then you can focus on what you can and what you are willing to do. That 
is where we see progress. That is where we are able to create magic. And that is where we are able to develop self-efficacy and self-discipline because we can lean into behaviors that are congruent with the lifestyle we are hoping to achieve. Okay. So I hope this helps. As always, please take a, a minute to review this episode if you have not already. And if you have reviewed this episode, thank you. Thank you so much. It helps this episode get seen. It helps me know that I am, you know, contributing positively into your life some way, which is my only goal here. And it just, yeah, it it means a lot. So if you have already taken time to review this podcast, sincerely, thank you. I am so grateful for you taking the time to do that. And make sure you tune in next week because we're going to get clear on all these topics. And between now and then, hit me up. Let me know specifically what you want to chat about, but stay tuned. Stay tuned for the follow-up and the follow-up to the follow-up on these diet-based episodes. I will see you next week.